1: Oh, it is a moist day at the Minnesota State Fair. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and a big Good thank day. you. Good day. Good day. A big thank you to our sponsor today, Patio Town, for bringing you today's My Talk State Fair broadcast. If you are uh, headed out to the Minnesota State Fair and you want to find us, we are on Underwood, just south. Randall, We'd love to see your beautiful yes, face. we would.
2: Come see us.
1: Now, we will start today's show just as we start every show with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. It's the three at 12.03. Give me three.
2: You
3: got it. It's the three. I'll need
4: three things at 12.03. That's the
3: magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. It is. It's the magic number. I And here it is behind door number
1: have you heard these rumors, Bradley Trainer, that Ed Sheeran might already? Yeah, I, I didn't be know they married? were
2: rumors. I thought I saw a headline that said he's married.
1: Well, I've heard a headline that says he's married. Then I've heard, I've seen a couple. Wait, I've seen a headline that said he was married. Then I saw other headlines that said that he wasn't married. Okay, so is he? And that he hasn't reasoning. really confirmed. Well, I don't know that he's actually uh, said anything, but about. A few months ago, after the Brit Awards, there were rumors flying at that time about whether or not he was married. And here's what he said then:
3: "What's wrong, Oscar? Something wrong
4: with this system. That's what's wrong.
1: That,
2: now that would be the odd couple. And Neil I Simon died already.
1: Think <laughs> that maybe good
2: job, studio. I yeah. possibly
1: put it on the wrong number. Oh, oh great." Mm. <laughs> Well, because we'll I'm find it. Give me a second. My apologies, Holly. And I certainly can try to find it myself if that would be helpful. We're having a little bit of a different day today at the Minnesota State Fair because uh, Holly usually is out here on the property with us. Uh, and Holly, I put it—I thought I put it on CNB Audio One, hey Ooh, which could be wrong. In any case, we'll just here. Based, I'll tell tell you us what, what the he audio said. says. Yeah, basically in twenty or earlier this year, when he was asked about whether or not he and his fiance at the time had gotten married and nobody knew about it he was wearing a ring on his finger and he said oh no we're not married i just have this ring because she has her engagement ring and then she made me this ring out of silver clay and i just thought it was cool and so i'm wearing it
2: yeah but when you're a celebrity and people are paying attention especially if you're single to whether or not you're engaged dating getting married fiance's broken up whatever it is you know that people are going to be looking at your fingers exactly. why don't we so. listen
4: to entertainment tonight it's a real, it's a good, real good show, show. Thank you. talk about the
2: story
0: ed sheeran married or not we hear from the man himself yesterday i told you about rumors that ed sheeran got married in secret that's right fans assumed so because he's been spotted with a ring on his left finger well, Ed set the record straight to ITV at the Brit Awards last night, so we can all rest easy.
2: <laughs> no, You're not, no, no. <laughs> so it's just like a cute little commitment ring on well, your wedding finger. Yeah, do you know, I never saw why men didn't wear engagement rings. Yeah. It's the same commitment either way, so yeah. Um, uh, Cherry made it for me um, herself out of silver clay, and I really like it. That's so sweet. I haven't <laughs> told anyone that either. So uh,
0: now.
2: So, that's, yeah, that's you don't know if it's a load of who or not, but why do we, why are, why did we think that he'd been married all of a sudden when at first we didn't?
1: Because um, there were, there were reports that he had hinted at it. Again, there's never anything. He's a pretty private person and he specifically keeps his relationship with sherry dearborn very close to the vest, so he does not talk about it publicly at all and so i think whenever he's asked directly a question about the wedding and he sort of weaves and bobs people assume that that means he's already secretly gotten married but remember do you remember this that he had bought this property and he was trying to erect a chapel on the property and he ended up being in sort of a legal battle because there were some protected um natural lands that he was trying to build on. Okay. Uh and so I think that that still is in process, which would say if he really had his heart set on getting married in his little backyard chapel then then it's not done and he isn't married yet. I don't know. It remains to be seen. Let's move on. I guess
2: so. Behind door
3: number two, let's see what
2: we've got. Okay, so the second thing you need to hear today on the Colleen and Bradley Show as we start off our show on this beautiful Tuesday out at the Minnesota State Fair um, is a heavy one, it's kind of gross, it's kind of depressing, but it's something I think we should talk about. I want you to hear a little bit from a gentleman, I'm not even going to use the word gentleman, from a disgusting human being who allegedly is the drug dealer responsible for providing uh, the drugs, to Demi Lovato prior to her overdose. His name is Brandon Johnson. TMZ caught up with him and they spoke to him at length. I want you to listen to this particular clip of the exchange that he had with uh, a, a paparazzo from uh, TMZ.
4: All right, we're gonna need a second on this.
2: No worries, no worries. Again, Oops. did we? Ha- are we having more audio? It's my fault. I, put um, him I think word. it's
3: important that you know, Like, did she know what she was taking? 100% she knew what she was taking. Um, what is it? I, I disclosed to her that these are um, not, you know, f- you know, pharmaceutical. They're, um, you know, aftermarket pills. You know, they're little, they're, they're much stronger. She understood fully, and um, you know, it was unfortunate what happened. But for 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 people to think that you know there was any misconception on my behalf. It's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous, you know. I, I'm not here to hurt anybody. I care for her very much. It means a lot to me. And, um, was, there, was there fentanyl mixed with that? I'm not sure what was mixed, to tell you the truth. I'm not sure what what is mixed in the, in the pills. Um, there, it, it's just something that, you know, that happened. It's unfortunate, you know, I, I wasn't sure that
2: Oh, wow. So basically, that's the clip that I wanted you to hear again. That's Brandon Johnson. He's the man accused of providing Demi Lovato with the drugs prior to her overdose. What I loved about that particular segment, and by loved, I mean what I was repulsed by, is here you have a person who's like, "Ah, I was totally her friend. I really care for her. But of course, she knew what she was taking, and I don't know what she was taking, And I don't know what was in those things, because they're aftermarket things, but of course I would never want anything bad to happen. So I'm going to sell my friend drugs that I have no idea what are actually in them. I am not blaming Demi Lovato's problems on this particular person, but this gives you an indication or is an illustration of the kind of um, depths that addiction will bring people to
1: absolutely and i think t- the the other part t- that just sort of drove it all the way home it was already icky right he's slurring through this like on the street interview with a tmz paparazzo and at the very the last thing you hear him say is it was just kind of a bad thing that kind of happened yeah
2: yeah no actually yeah. it wasn't a bad thing that happened you sold her some drugs yeah. that you didn't even know what they were and admit that they were probably laced with um something that you know could, could potentially kill, kill you but she totally knew what she was doing yeah, so but it was
1: just an unfortunate yeah no thing, actually you know? i think
2: you're just a horrible human being and yes. hopefully here's what i don't understand how he's not being prosecuted in some way
1: well then that's so, my, you know that's my other question because he had been arrested just recently like within the last couple months and they had seized a bunch of firearms and all kinds of drugs yeah cetera, he's a cetera, really good human being yeah he's oh, t- right. i will
2: say in that uh like three four minute interview he also says they had a sexual relationship and it's just it i'm telling you if you want to understand what goes on in that world watch that interview and you will be delightfully disgusted
1: yeah all right moving on
3: here's what we have for you behind door number 3
1: and finally, um, today marks the very first day that Aretha Franklin will be lying in state at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History in Detroit, Michigan. And um, in, ant- in anticipation of that, people started lining up very early this morning. And here's a little bit of what the crowd sounded like. So, I'm telling you, the line was blocks long of people behind barricades waiting to get in, waiting to get a glimpse of um, the casket as it arrived at the museum where she will be lying in state. Again, Aretha Franklin lying in state for two days uh, at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History in Detroit. And um, it really is amazing. First of all, the casket, when it arrived, solid gold, uh, which is Pretty spectacular. She is... Um, of course. Dressed- nothing less for the queen. She's dressed in uh, cocktail attire with stiletto heels. Um, and, and there are pictures on the, on the online that you can see that are sort of like from different angles. So you can kind of get a feel It's kind of creepy. Let's be real. I find real. it really creepy. So- but the, I'll tell you, the pictures haven't been creepy. The ones that I've seen. Because they're of kind of from a distance and like, you can just see the feet from or whatever. A distance. You just have this feeling of like the fabulousness that yeah, she had but I planned out.
2: But I will say the thing that I, there was a picture that I saw that was particularly creepy where she's laid out in the casket and her feet are crossed. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's just a reminder that death is a weird thing. It shouldn't be because it's totally normal. But you know, um, I, I, I just find it to be mildly morbid. Like, I don't think you need to see <laughs> my feet when I'm dead. I mean, I don't, frankly. Fr- I
1: love you, but I don't I, really want to see your feet I just when you're feel alive, like a nice sweetie. little,
2: you know, from like the waist down. You know, right? Cover it up, you mean? You don't need to see my legs. No. You don't need to see mm-hmm. any of that stuff. I, just know, a nice.
1: Wow. I mean, my personal preference is that I just would like to remember. Blown out of a cannon? I would just like to remember my, the people and my loved ones as um, they were when they yeah. lived. Yeah. But that's just my personal preference. But I do find it fascinating. Have you ever
2: touched a dead body?
1: Okay. We're gonna go right now. My dad. When, I don't feel I say like having that, this conversation at the Minnesota State Fair.
2: I um I say that because, and what I'm referencing is, you know, when somebody in your um, my dad. Let me just tell my story. Okay, go. Cool. So when my dad passed away, and he was out in the casket, just having the experience of being near somebody that you loved who is now not there, mm-hmm. but they're there, mm-hmm. is such a bizarre experience. Yeah. And I know you can relate to that, yes. but. For me, it was just incredibly... And people acted like it was totally normal. Yeah. And I'm, I wanted to be like, this is not normal.
1: See, Why is, are we
2: acting like we it's are so normal? are
1: jammed up strangely about death. No, I, I
2: totally get that. Yes. And it should be normal because it's death and it's no, a but fact I of life. I actually
1: think it's not normal that people are acting like it's... Like not even talking about the fact that it's not normal. Yes, yes. Which is a whole different discussion for a whole different day. And we yeah. will have that. Yeah. But just know right now, Aretha Franklin is lying in state
2: in Detroit. In some nice shoes.
1: And when we come back, Elizabeth Reese is going to be telling us all the dirt from Hollywood in really decent shoes, not stiletto heels, um, but rainworthy nonetheless. Crocs. Okay, we'll be back after this on My Talk 107.1. This is a My
0: Dirt Alert.
3: Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert,
0: dirt alert, dirt alert. Hi, Elizabeth
1: Reese. Hi, to bring some dirt. Oh, let's turn you on.
2: It helps if uh, she has a microphone.
0: I turned you on.
1: Hello. Can you tell? There
2: you go. Thank you very much. As fabulous as you look. Oh,
0: you sweet peas out here in the rain here at the Minnesota State Fair. Okay, I'm glad you were covering all the details on Aretha Franklin. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of fans who are paying tribute to her in Detroit. Um, So I'll move on to some other stories that are happening today. Have you guys been following this Serena Williams outfit situation with the French Open? Yes. I'm a little outraged by this. And I always know that something is even more outrageous when my husband actually comments on it. And he said to me last night, what is the deal? They banned Serena from wearing an outfit. He thought it was at the U.S. Open. It's actually at the French Open. So Serena Williams is going to be competing in the French Open. And
2: French people have a lot of opinions about oh, what people wear. and
0: criminy Pete, they do. She wore, um, in another uh, tennis match, this like black kind of cat suit. And what was great about it is that not only did she look just sweet because yeah. she's awesome yeah, yeah. she um it's a compression garment mm-hmm. and she dealt with some blood clots after her baby was born like so serious that she could have died had yeah. she not caught it early she's been really open about this um but serena williams was banned from wearing that kind of cat suit from the snooty McSnooterson officials at the french open who said that they have some decorum to maintain on the court yeah and you know The problem is, is that we have a history of Serena Williams, who is a black woman being called out for outfits and the white women who are on the court are not. And she's constant. It's constant comments about her body and about comparing her body to the other white women who are playing against her. And it's just seemed like this trend of ridiculousness.
4: This episode is brought to you by Snapple.
0: that continues on and is now going on to the French Open. Well, Serena Williams um, dominated her first U.S. Open match against a player from Poland, and she wore this sweet, sweet outfit with a tutu on it, and she looked so cool. And so she responded to her catsuit ban by winning a U.S. Open match in a tutu. And so I say, I love you, Serena Williams, who is winning matches and she had a baby less than a year mm-hmm. ago. She is, she's a machine. She is she a really tennis is. machine. She's unbelievable. She's unbelievable athlete. So anyway, that's what I have to say about Serena Williams. And France can,
2: you know. Do, you do what they do best. Yeah. Well, shut their mouth and eat great food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Ed Sheeran is hinting that he secretly married his fiancee, Cherry Is it Sherry? I think it's Cherry Dearborn. Because it's. Seaborn, or Seaborn. It's, it's cherry, you know, like spelled like the fruit. Yeah, but then I didn't know how it was pronounced. Yeah,
1: I think it's cherry. He
0: insinuated in a new interview um, that they secretly got married. He's just 27 years old. He's promoting his new Apple Music documentary called Songwriter, and he was asked about wedding plans, and Ed Sheeran shrugged his shoulders, started blushing, and pointed to a silver band on his left ring finger. He then smirked and nodded his head, but remained silent. They so, got
1: married. that yeah, I, I don't bet. understand I don't know.
2: the notion of being mysterious about your relationship. What does that do for you exactly? I think
1: to him, other it than feels private. But but th- back to that ring. To that we were we just listened to a piece of audio from earlier after the Brit Awards yeah. recently, where he ha- was wearing that ring and he explained like it's not a wedding ring. It's like basically my version of an engagement ring, which
0: guys some guys are doing. Yeah, and I think it's. Interesting. I just think, you know, I don't know if he's being deliberately cagey. Who knows
1: why? And again, to your point, Bradley, what's the point? They're going to get married. We know that they're engaged. Well, what's
2: and that? I also just it's it's like the whole thing. You know, I understand with pregnancy, a lot of times you want to wait till a particular right. time till yes. you tell everybody. But that's like every pregnancy, right? That's yeah. not necessarily mm-hmm. a celebrity thing. No, that's not a celebrity thing. The notion thing. that you're going to like keep things a secret until you pop the baby out. I don't know. Like, what are you gaining other than... I
0: highly tried to do it.
1: ...getting
2: yeah. um, headlines, which getting I headlines. assume that's what well, we're doing Well, and here's here. what I
0: would say. If you are going to keep your relationship, if you don't want anyone to know about the status of your relationship, then you just can't wear a ring because a ring is in and of itself, I mean, the only purpose of the ring is a public show of your yeah, relationship, exactly. right? I mean that's what a ring is, whether you're a celebrity or not. You can get
2: engaged without a ring.
0: For sure. Yeah. But if you're gonna if, if you're wearing a ring, then you've invited the public to talk about yeah. because that is in our culture, it is a symbol yeah. of your relationship. There you go, Ed Sharon. But if you're married, way to go. Just let if, us if you
1: are married, congratulations. If you're not we'll
0: hold on to that until we know. Alec Baldwin is um, going to be joining uh, Todd Phillips' Joker movie at Warner Brothers in a supporting role. Cameras are going to start to roll on September 10th, so Alec Baldwin will be in. I just watched his latest Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. And? He's such an intriguing person. I struggle with him. Well, and Jerry Seinfeld said in this... you know, He's done several episodes of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. And in this latest one, they were in the car and Jerry said... You are a person that everybody has an opinion on, Alec Baldwin. Nobody says about Alec Baldwin, meh. They either really like him or they really can't stand him. I just find it to be so intriguing between the two. Truth, because I, you know, as an entertainer, I find him to be hilarious.
1: I think he's incredibly talented. But then when he talks and he's not on script, I'm a little like, I don't know, dude. He's a
0: real quirky guy. He's incredibly quirky. He joins a growing cast of this movie, The Joker, um, or rather just Joker, that includes Joaquin Phoenix, who will be playing Joker, the Joker. Robert De Niro is in this. Francis Conroy. Mm -hmm. So, How are you feeling over there, trainer?
2: No, I was just... I'm having a more complicated thought that's probably too bigger hey. than this particular segment. Um, but I feel like they're just... An, I think we've gotten to the point where we can have really talented actors who don't need to be D-bags in their private life. Like, it used to be that was sort of like... You know, there was a lot of space for people like Alec Baldwin. Where yeah. That was almost the the ex- expectation is that if you were a very talented actor, you're also going to come with a lot of... You know diva and, and, maintenance, attitude right. and yeah. high maintenance and i feel like we're getting to the point now where maybe we can not have that
0: yeah
1: because i don't to think be.
2: the one is required of the agreed. other agreed
1: and i think actually in some ways that big sort of private attitude gives way to some um feelings of entitlement that have uh, gone
0: awry yeah
1: that's yes. in the past that's year. fair
0: Eddie Murphy is expecting his tenth
1: child. Well, I can't. I cannot. That's
0: insane. He's fifty-seven, thank you for asking. He's
2: basically a dugger at this point. Yes, he yes. is.
0: Okay, so he has let me tell let me try to make sense of this for you. He has eight other children from previous relationships. This girlfriend that he's having, uh, second be- I mean, she's ridiculously beautiful. She's an Australian actress. Her name is Paige Butcher. They've been together for a long time. They have a two-year-old together. Okay, so this will be his second child with this woman. Mm-hmm. As for the eight others, Bria is 28, Miles is 25, Shane is 23, Zola is 18, and Bella is 18, they're twins. That's Those kids are all from his first marriage to his ex, Nicole Murphy. But he also has sprinkled in there a son, Christian, who's 27, who is from his relationship with Tamara Hood. That happened while he was with Nicole. He also has a 29-year-old son from his relationship with Paulette McNeely and an 11-year-old daughter angel from his relationship with Mel B the former Ooh, Spice Girl it. can you all keep it straight because I sure as heck no, can't that's a, lot.
2: that's a lot of Christmas a former presents. Spice Girl
1: yeah Mel B. Mel
0: B they have a baby yeah. together I mean an 11 year old I wish we could talk about what? this more but we can't <laughs> six, five, one, six, I didn't four, know one, that. One,
1: 10CF, seven, one we need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge five questions 30 seconds get them all right you'll win a prize thanks a we're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Hi. live from the Minnesota State Fair. Thank you to Patio Town for bringing you today's My Talk State Fair broadcast. And we call this game these five questions in 30 seconds that we do every day at 12:30. We call it the 30 Second Pop Culture
2: Challenge.
3: 30. Second
2: Pop Culture Challenge. Who's playing today, Holly? Kathy. Kathy's on the line, and uh, Kathy today is playing. Get this, Kathy. You're going to want to get all these questions right. You're playing for a $50 Coburn's Delivers gift card.
3: Wow. Wow. Yeah, yes, Don't
2: Kathy. be too excited, Kathy. No stress. All right, so the here... Answer. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready, Kathy? I am. Here we go. Which actor plays the role of Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Johnny. We... Who is Kim Kardashian's mom?
3: Oh, God. I can't think of her name. Yeah.
2: What color are Dorothy's slippers in The Wizard of Oz?
3: Red.
2: Barney Rubble is the friend of which animated character?
3: Fred Flintstone.
2: Vito and Michael Corleone are the main characters in what film series?
3: The Godfather.
2: Who's Kim Kardashian's mom? Kris Kardashian. Oh
3: close. Chris
2: Chris Yay! She got it. Oh, Kathy? so close.
1: Holy, I seriously have uh, goosebumps. I was a little nervous for a minute there but I was jumping it up
2: and down. You got that $50 gift card, oh, Kathy. Oh,
1: man, congratulations, Kathy. That's a good that's a good it's gift.
2: free groceries. Yes, indeed. I'll take All right.
1: It. Well, now that we're done with that, we can move on to solving some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought to us in this little segment we call Blinded by the Item that we're going
4: there it is our first blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net has to do with a former A-list bad actress so this is actually a confirmed blind item meaning that the Mm -hmm. name has been officially published with this blind item so a former A-list bad actress is the subject of this blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. Okay. This former A-list bad actress focuses on her company now more than her acting. If she does try to make a new movie or television show in the future, she faces a possible ban by her union because of the way she is avoiding paying that union for some commercials her company is making.
2: I would say it's got to be either Blake Lively or Jessica Alba. We'll pick one.
4: Jessica
2: Jessica Alba.
4: Oh. Yes, remember Blake Lively's company went belly up a couple
2: of years ago? Mm. Mhm. Yeah. And, well, and she's acting. And I was thinking the only one that I would know that would actually be doing commercials is The Honest Company, so That's right. Apparently
1: the dishonest company. Oh, Well,
2: yeah, according to um, Leslie Jones.
1: Yeah, no kidding. All right, so, okay, fill in the blanks there. All right, Jessica Alba focusing on her
4: honest company now, but if she does try to make a new movie or TV show in the future, Alba faces a possible ban by her union because of the way Alba is avoiding paying that union, thinking the Screen Actors Guild for some commercials her company, the honest Mm -hmm. company, is Hmm. making.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Shady
1: business hmm. practices, yeah, by the honest company. I think that that's important for people to know. P.S. Because when you call yourself the honest company, well, I feel that's like kind that's kind of a high standard. I was
2: going to say, I feel like you're setting yourself up for constantly exactly. failing. Yeah.
1: All right. It should just be. So easy. she's a baddie. Let's move on. All right. <laughs>
4: Blinded by Let's think of a former A-plus list comedian, the subject of the following quick blind item, but I think you guys will get it rather quickly. Mm-hmm. All right, uh-huh. here it is. This former A-plus list comedian slash A-list actor paid $10,000 to get himself on stage this weekend. Ooh,
2: Louis C.K. Gross. Ooh,
3: well,
1: ooh.
2: yeah. Why are you welling?
1: I Because, like... Well, if- Okay, so first of all, this uh, this was the headline uh, this morning was that he has done he's done his first post Me Too accusation. Um, routine. show. Routine. Yep. And he did it at a nightclub and he did like a 15 minute set and I read through some of the reactions from people who were in the crowd. Some people were angry because they felt like they got blindsided. They didn't realize that he would be performing on oh, this evening and so they'd That'd paid. be awkward. Right. But some people said, you know, he was just trying out new material and it just you know, he was there. It was fine. Um, but you know, it occurs to me that that's like, that is what he does. That is his career. And so in order to get back into it i mean who was gonna have who was gonna really like seek him out and invite him in so he if he had to pay i don't know i uh, i I mean
2: there's no obligation that the world uh gets to see louis ck perform or i should say there's no obligation that the world makes space for louis ck to perform right
1: yeah yeah i will say though like it it gave me pause because i went back and i read through his um his apologies and you know listen as far, what he did was horrible and disgusting and terrible and wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong. However, rather than hem and haw about it or try to cover it up, he came out and said, I thought what I did was okay because I asked people first. And what he's accused of, by the way, is polishing his silverware in front of uh, women. And,
2: and not only that, but then also you know, trying to... Um, uh, re- how, what's the word I'm looking for? Take it out on those women for speaking out.
1: What I don't I don't remember that part of the story.
2: Yeah, like you know, essentially going after the characters of the women. Um, I mean, I don't remember and blocking the yeah. them from
1: future work as a result yeah. of yeah, them yeah, yeah, rejecting okay. yeah. Louis C.K. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right? I you know I just yeah I don't know I'm I ugh. it's just issues. I mean and you can
2: have all the remorse you want but again that doesn't mean that you have to you know
1: fair I mean that's a fair point.
2: Only I'm saying that because if there's an audience, there's an audience. Great, and he mm-hmm. should be able to make money. Like anybody, like you know, think of uh, Paula Dean. She said a bunch of horrible things, and was accused of being uh, racist, and there was still an audience for her. So mm-hmm. you know, in a um, in America, you should be able to go out and ha- if there's an audience for you, do the thing. Um, but I'm saying like the, the the notion that you would pay. To to get back up on stage and do the thing that you want to do, it just there's something artificial about about that. that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Fair point. Okay, let's move
4: on. Our next blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net has to do with a former A plus list mostly television actress. Okay. This person is the subject of our following blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. Deaths don't mean anything in this television show. They have shown that in the past. Anything can be written to explain it away and bring the character back. I don't think we've seen the last of this former A plus list, mostly television actress from a hit network show.
2: I mean, Is
4: that, it's got to be Roseanne, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
1: Okay, fill in the fill in the blank. there.
4: deaths don't mean anything on Roseanne. They have shown in the past that anything can be written to explain it away, bringing the characters back, meaning Dan Conner, being back from the Mm -hmm. dead. Uh, NT Lawyer says, I don't think we have seen the last of Roseanne on Roseanne. Slash the Connors."
1: Yeah. You know, listen, I mean, what he's... What NT Lawyer is saying is fair. It's absolutely true, right? We sort of actually alluded to that yesterday. We said that yesterday. Yeah. But my feeling is, like... They took a chance on that show in the first place, and I think they realized exactly what they were doing in taking a chance on it. I don't see... Listen, I don't have a crystal ball, but neither does Enti Lawyer. I just don't see them going back to that well. Not
2: anytime soon, but I will like to remind you that... Like Roseanne um, did a full photo spread, and I laughed just because of the absurdity mm-hmm. of this. But she did a full photo spread dressed in Nazi regalia, making cookies. That's so, true. and she was still able to get the That's a hit true. show on TV. So, you know, the, if we know anything about the public, their attention span is very short. And to say that the, that she's going to come back in the next season, of course, seems ludicrous. But maybe but maybe three, three years, three years from now, after people have sort of, you know there are also reports that she has a new doctor, which allegedly you can now find a doctor that cures racism. And um, Is there
1: a tiny little pill for that? Uh,
2: apparently there is, uh-huh. according to her anyway. But my point is, you know, if her career is rehabilitated, um, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. This is
1: true. This is true. I, Which yeah. is sad.
2: But
1: Well, I mean, basically what you said is like we have a short attention span. We're, we are not forgiving, but we're also just kind of forgetful.
2: Well, and it's, it's one thing to forgive, right? It's one thing to say this person has tried really hard to accommodate or to account for their behavior and their actions and has shown over a long period of time, blah, 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 just like you would with your kids, mm-hmm. that you would give somebody another chance. So that's always the truth, whether it's Louis C.K. or Roseanne or right. what have you.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner.
1: L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday
2: so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like Bill Cosby and it was like 60 some women were just done with you. Right. And I don't think there's any way there's back you
1: can get, such you can that can we're get comfortable
2: back. watching you on TV. But I think there is still room for people um although it doesn't have to be on their timeline. I think that's the key.
1: This is true. Those are good blind items today, huh? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you for that. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, there's this woman who said she wanted a caviar wedding, but she only had a fast food budget, and you will not believe what she did to try to achieve her very expensive Mm -hmm. wedding. Oh, my goodness. We'll tell you after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 107.1. Okay, so we have a story, and this story has totally gone viral about a young lady who wanted to have a caviar wedding, but she had a fast food budget. And so she needed to find a way to make that happen. And the way she tried to make that happen will change your life forever. We're going to tell you about it on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, hey. Bradley, how did this all
2: go down? Oh, would you like me to tell oh, you the yeah. story? Could you? Or do yeah. you want me to? Uh, well, I know you um, You had the story. You brought the story oh, today. Okay. so I can
1: totally tell the story.
2: But from, from my perspective, where I came at the story was um, this really fascinating aspect of Facebook that I didn't even realize. Facebook shaming groups, which is where this story initially went viral. But it all involves... A young lady who thought she could get everybody to pay for her wedding
1: yes so that is essentially what she did she and her fiance wanted to get married they only had about $15,000 budgeted to do this wedding but the wedding that they wanted the wedding of their dreams was going to cost them $60,000 so They got a harebrained scheme, and they decided to, along with their invitations that they sent out to their loved ones, who they couldn't imagine spending their special day without, they also requested that rather than give them a gift, they each contribute $1,500 to the cause in order to help pay for the wedding. And in fact, not only did they just request it, that was actually your admission to the wedding. $1,500. I mean...
2: I hope she had some rich friends, because $1,500 is well beyond the typical couple hundred at most that you would spend on a wedding gift, right?
1: Okay, so that's, you would think that more people would have, like, that everybody would have been like, "Uh uh-uh, but apparently a couple people did pony up. They were able to get a few thousand dollars from friends and family. Uh, They then, when they realized, like, oh, this might not be as easy as we thought, they started a GoFundMe, which ended up raising about... Six hundred dollars. Why
2: would you? I. Oh, okay. I'm. Tell the story. I just okay. have so many opinions.
1: But here's what she then said. Now, first of all, she re. They resent out. The couple then resent out the invitations again with the um, not even the request, the demand that each recipient contribute $1,500 to the wedding. And then uh, here's what she says. She says, We managed to save up up nearly $15,000 for a wedding. Since our love was like a fairy tale, we wanted an extravagant blowout wedding. One where our son could be included. We started touring venues and we were torn between two. A local psychic okay is everybody still with us so
2: she's going to psychic to decide what her wedding should mm-hmm. be okay uh,
1: a local psychic told us to go with the more expensive option oh, and we thought why mm. the hell not so they did uh, and then she went on to say through her foul mouth rant by the way which has been posted um that all they needed was a little push for this sixty thousand dollar wedding our dream wedding amounts to sixty thousand dollars all included with flights to aruba all we asked was from for a little help from our friends and family to make it happen
2: she, All we asked was for a little help. Little help again was fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah,
1: she says. Then we'd already sacrificed so much. So what is fifteen hundred dollars?
2: What did they sacrifice, actually? Um, I mean, they're the ones getting the like richest wedding in his- in their history.
1: Alleged. Well, they're, which they're not. I mean, yeah. that's the thing about it. Is like that's kind of a dicey. I mean, really, if you can't can I just afford say, it, you can't really depend on everybody else. Can I just else. say? Oh, say, girl. You. Sorry. <laughs> You,
2: okay. <laughs> you can't... If you can't pay for it, you can't have if it. That's how it if works. If you can't pay for your honeymoon, you don't go on that honeymoon.
1: Mm-hmm. That's... Susie It Norman is not my job
2: to... I mean, the one thing that we've all apparently decided, I think it's ridiculous in 2018 that I would buy you any kind of appliance, because who in... Tw- unless you're 20 and you've never lived on your own, and you are just starting out in the world, I don't need to buy you an appliance. And frankly, I don't need to like buy you a gift that makes you feel good about the ridiculous amount of money you spent on me for your wedding. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because right, right, right. there's this weird... like weird thing that we've all engaged in and we've at least agreed that okay fine we'll spend a few hundred bucks you're gonna give me a really nice meal there better be cake because if there's not cake i'm gonna be really angry i don't want your donut bar i don't want your cookie cart i want a piece of cake because i have spent several hundred dollars on you and you weirdly have done this me anyway that's something we've all agreed yeah, on, right? Like, right. okay, even though that's ridiculous, yeah. we've agreed on that. What we never agreed on was that we were going to pay for your honeymoon mm-hmm. or we were going to pay for your wedding. Mm-hmm. So I know you saw it on Pinterest, but like, or you read it in a, you know what I mean? Like j- people get all sorts of ideas like, what if? No.
1: Yeah. The answer is no. If you find yourself saying, what if? Yeah. Stop. Because stop it, yourself.
2: Because to me, it's just like, you're, you're asking a lot of people when you um are having a wedding period right
1: oh my gosh you know and that is the thing um that is the thing that i wish uh was communicated better to people when they're getting married that you are you it is exciting for you and yes your friends and family want to celebrate you and that is all pure but you are asking a lot of people in a traditional wedding sort of culture yeah like we have when you ask somebody to be in your wedding that is a huge financial responsibility um when you ask people even just to attend your wedding i I understand that you're paying for them to be there yeah but but you are also but that's for you like you are paying
2: for me to be there and i appreciate that you're going to give me a nice meal and it's probably actually not going to be the best meal i've ever had i'm just saying that if i took the 150 dollars a person or whatever that you're spending on my meal is that a good amount like Um, how much is like a per person for like a nice wedding i honestly
1: can't even remember let's just say 150 bucks a
2: person um i could probably come up with a better meal on my own that's again not the point of this experience so like so i get it but again like you're asking people to do these things like Mm -hmm. take a you know a day off and again if it's once great but remember they're like when you're in i mean holly could speak to this when you're in wedding season holly how many weddings have you been a part of this summer
4: well, I haven't been a part, I haven't been formally in the bridal party, but I have gone to a wedding in Los Angeles, flown myself across the country, and then also participated in one of my really good friends' wedding. But not only that, it's the bridal shower, the yep. bachelorette party. Yep. It is getting transportation to the wedding. It's spending mm-hmm. overnight at the wedding. So telling It's what it you're up. wearing, how your hair looks. It's
1: all yep. of those things. Yep. And not
2: that you shouldn't do those things, but then when you say... Oh also I would like fifteen hundred dollars so that I can have the best wedding ever, which by the way is better than any of the weddings you people have ever had. Yeah. I mean yeah. that just seems ballsy.
1: It's asinine. For someone without
2: You guys.
1: What? I, I feel like this letter isn't real. Okay, so it's funny that you should say that because a lot of people have been trying to call it out, but it has been verified because really? and Bradley will tell you, yeah, Bradley will tell you the origin of it. Right now.
2: In fact, we could do that. Um, when we come back, here's the thing. That that wedding story came out of a Facebook shaming group. There are such things as uh, private Facebook groups where people judge other people's weddings, Christmases, you name it's And we're going to talk all about that. And uh, hopefully you guys will have some feedback as well. If you've got any stories about Facebook groups where you judge other people's stuff. Well, and, here's, know. You know, and
1: just a general so that everybody can participate. I think this is a, just sort of a good general question. If you don't have a Facebook shaming group that you're a part of, what do you what is the thing you totally have a guilty pleasure about judging that you just sort of yeah. go right? I've you got go many. All in? <laughs> We know. Oddly. When we come back, we'll get to your answers on that. We'll hear about how we know that this is an, uh, a real story about this crazy $60,000 wedding. After this on The Colleen and Bradley Show, that live from happened. the Minnesota State Fair on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1.
4: Everything
3: Halloween. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Entertainment.